Attention. Attention. Do not be alarmed. This is the element of surprise. I have so much anger. They look like I've been raped. In the face! Chad, I am your host. You can find us, uh, if you're listening to this, you've obviously found us, but uh, you can find us, more of us, on Facebook at www.facebook.com backslash EOS Mentally Irregular. Join the Element of Surprise group there, uh, post your opinions of the v- of this show and your ep- and episodes, give us a uh, <coughs> give us a review, so on and so forth. Uh, you can also find us at podomatic.com at uh, eosmentallyirregular.podomatic.com. Listen to all the episodes there. I have them all up on that site. That's our hosting site. Uh, You could also subscribe to us on iTunes there. All of the new episodes will come straight to you. And if you want to get in touch with me and you can't reach me through the Facebook site, uh, email me at element.2017 at yahoo.com. Okay, well, let's get right into it tonight. Um, you know, I've got some uh, updates for you. If you listen to the Welcome to the Brick Factory episode, then you know I talked about uh, some of the some of the things and uh, going-ons here in good old Delmont, Pennsylvania. I talked about uh, characters, some lovely characters such as Crazy and uh, Slipknot Mudvayne, straight out of Delmont, Mr. New York, and so on and so forth. So I've got some updates for you on those. Um, also going to talk a little bit about weddings, going to tell you some more Vandergrift tales, talk about a little bit uh, a co-worker that killed some fish, uh, daylight saving time, and how it's commonly called daylight savings time, which is not accurate, and then we're just going to talk about man stuff. We're going to get manly tonight and talk about man stuff. So, okay, are you ready for it? All right, here we go. Um, so, go getting right into Slipknot Mudvayne and uh, Straight Outta Delmont, they seem to have utterly vanished. But the thing is, like, I haven't seen any, like, obvious, like, <clears throat> how do I want to put this? I haven't seen, like, any, like, real proof that they've moved away or anything like that. They just seem to, like, have literally, like, v- like poof, vanished. They're, you know, they were there one minute, and then the next minute they were just literally gone. You know, all the cars and all their belongings are still there, but none of them are physically there. It's just, their shit's gone. Um... Every, they, they are gone, but all their shit remains. Uh, we also have a neighbor who uh, goes by the name O. Kurt. And uh, what does Kurt like to do? What, 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 Chad, why are you telling me about Kurt? What, what's, what's so important about Kurt? Well, let me tell you what Kurt likes to do. Kurt likes to feed stray cats, which is where I think this random cat that we now have came from. And I don't mean feed stray cats like, oh, poor kitty here, have some milk. He just every day, every day just leaves out food for any passing by animal, stray or not. 
Like, you know, oh, check it out. You got some fucking raccoons. We got some goddamn trash pandas up in here. You know what? Check it out. Here, they can munch on this food that I left out. Uh, what's this? Passing bear. We got some bear. We got a bear coming by. We got two guys dressed as bears. And they're just going to eat the uh, eat the food that Kurt's left out. We got some fucking wild deer that roam around and some little mises. And uh, he's gonna just they're just going to eat the food, too, because Kurt likes to feed the animals. He also likes to drive his large orange truck with checker print like racing stripes on it around at all hours of the uh, all hours of the night so you'll be you know trying to get to sleep because you got work in the morning it'll be like let maybe maybe you had a late night you were up a little later than usual but you know you it's it's time to calm, calm down it's time to wind down get some rest because you got to be up early for work th- in the morning and you know you're laying down and you're just starting to doze off and then you hear tr- Kurt's truck start up and it drives off making that same sound at like five miles per hour and you look at the clock and it's 1:30 in the morning and he's driving five miles per hour past your house with the truck that apparently doesn't have an exhaust on it because it makes sound loud enough to fucking wake the dead uh what else does kurt like to do apparently get his hair cut by somebody from the 1970s because the the guy's haircut is you know it's stuck in the 70s but he's aged to the point where his hair is thinning like, you could tell, like, if this, if this was the 70s and he was in his 20s and stuff, like, he would have, like, a nice quaff, like, a head full of, like, lengthy, beautiful 70s quaffed and, like, layered and feathered hair. But now, he's, like, in his, like, early 60s, and he's still getting that haircut, and it's thinning, and it's got, like, bald patches, and then, like, in the back, it's just turning into, like, a, like a, like a feathered mullet. But uh, that's a little bit about Kurt. What else does Kurt like to do? Kurt likes to own many, many cars. Many cars. We've counted six, and um, so aside from the large, the large racing truck, the large orange racing truck, past your window at two in the morning, you've got, you know, you'll see a car coming up, and you're like, who the fuck is this? I don't know who this person is. Oh, that's Kurt, and apparently a BMW. Oh wait, what's this? Uh, Kurt pulls in his BMW, gets out of his BMW, gets into a Nissan, drives the Nissan off somewhere, comes back in a Cadillac, gets into a fucking Ford Tempo, and drives off in that. What the fuck? How many how many vehicles does he need? Okay, well he apparently needs six vehicles, and if uh, if that's not good enough, if the weather's permitting, he can also ride his motorcycle. He can ride his motorcycle. I just want to ride my motorcycle, GI Joe. Okay, so that's what's going on with Kurt here in Delmont. Uh, we also have the old couple that drive around aimlessly, like. There's an old man and an old woman that live in an apartment, uh, just you know, like catacorner to us, and they they they'll get in the car and they'll drive away, you know. And you think, okay, well they're old, they're going out to pick stuff up, they're going out to you know just do what old people do. But they'll be gone for like literally a minute. It's not far. They they can't possibly dr- have driven far enough to go anywhere. It's just like they wanted to go for a short drive, so they went out and they drove around the parking lot, and now they're back and they park. Where are, what are they possibly doing? You know, I've, I've counted how many times they've left one day. I've spent a day of my life just peering out windows to see their personal comings and goings. And I counted the old man, whether his old lady wife was with him or not, left a total, and I'm not making this number up, he left a total of 23 times in one day. Was gone each time 
no, gone 20 of those 23 times for about two minutes tops and uh, then back. The other three times, he was gone for about half an hour. So I assume that's whenever he was going somewhere. Maybe he's got really bad Alzheimer's and he knows he's going somewhere and he just can't remember what. And so he'll like have to come back and write himself a note and stick the note in his pocket. And then he leaves again. And then he forgets that he wrote a note because of his Alzheimer's. And so he forgets. So he comes home to write himself a note to remember to put the note in your pocket. And then he checks his pocket and there's the note. So he goes away and then he has to come back and write himself another note. And it progresses because his Alzheimer's is so bad. Or maybe his wife just is, like, one of those old ladies that just nags about everything like because, like, she's, like, old and unhappy with her, like, aging and, like, you know, the fact that she's probably going to be dying soon. And so he just, like, takes, like, two-minute drives just to get away from his nagging wife. Uh, you know, I don't know what it is, but it, it, it's, it drives me ballistic because I don't go out of my house because when I do go out of my house, I see people and then that's remember why – then I remember upon seeing the way other people in the world act that that's why I don't leave my house. But I want to go out of my house and be around these old people and follow them and see what it is that they do and where he goes for his two-minute drives because I need to know. I need to know about this. Like when Kurt leaves and the big truck goes rumbling off, I know that that's, it's Kurt. I know that he's leaving and he's gone for you know two hours at a time. And you know when he's coming and going. But the old man and the old lady and the old people, they don't, I don't know where they're going. I don't know why they're going for, for such short, short drives and I don't know where, where it is that they're going. But I want to figure it out. I need answers. Um, there's also the, um, the other, only other people here that live in like a house type environment also run like a, they seem to be running like a small automotive garage and they've been recently like, you know, buying new equipment and doing updates and I guess they want to like improve their business. So like they renovated and then, then they painted to make everything look nice. And you know, like the house is like a really nice dark, like dark green, like a, like a, you know, winter green and everything. It's really nice. And, you know, and so, oh, and then they pa- and they painted their fence. And what color did they paint their fence? Bright fucking pink. Bright fucking pink, like hot pink, like neon hot pink. They painted their picket fence hot pink. It doesn't have a, any signage on it or any, you know, like, like there's no sign or any advertisements that, that match up those colors and be like, okay, well, this is, their, this is their business colors for some reason. So that makes sense. It's just a hot pink fence. It's just a bright pink fence. Why did it, what, what made them land on that color? Why did they land on the hot pink fence? What was going on with, uh, with them when they're like, you know what? We got this wonderful, uh, wonderful green color house and we got all this new equipment. You know, you know what will really make us pop? You know what will really advertise us off to um, any passerbys that happen to stumble upon our little backwoods area of Delmont? hot pink fence that'll grab someone's attention and you know what it does it grabs attention but what it doesn't do is say what the hot pink fence is for it doesn't advertise oh yeah you know we got this hot pink fence by the way now that you've seen the fence check out our sign that says we do automotive repair or we buy used cars or anything no it's just a hot pink fence so that's what that's what's going on there that's that's what's happening in Delmont moving right along we have got some, uh, oh, I've got some good information for all of you uh, faithful listeners. I have found out that tonight, the 4th of November, is the night to turn back the clocks. It is daylight saving time. Not daylight savings time, daylight saving time. 
and that's when we turned the clocks back an hour because farmers are assholes and invented a reason to make the days shorter because we eat all their crops. And so I am now putting this out there to the Element of Surprise Army, to the EOS Army, to anybody out there within the sound of my voice when you hear this. I'm putting a notification out there that I am officially declaring war on farmers. On farmers, not the crops they grow, not the job they do, because that's very important, but just farmers in general. It's a war against farmers because they're costing me fucking daylight. And oh, I know what you're thinking. Oh, well, you know what? That's not so bad. I get to sleep in an hour later tomorrow. Yeah, sure. But by the time you get home from work Monday, it's pitch fucking black. And I don't like that. I don't want it to be darker earlier. I want it, you know, it already gets darker earlier naturally because of the rotation of the planet around the sun. So, I'm declaring fucking war on farmers. So, all you farmers, get your fucking old McDonald's. You can get your B-I-N-G, your dog's B-I-N-G-O out there. You can have a cluck-cluck here and a moo-moo there. And that's not going to mean shit against an AK-47. You know what? You can say cluck-cluck and moo-moo, but a bullet sounds the same in every language. So, moving on. <clears throat> oh, weddings. Weddings. Everybody loves a good wedding, right? Everybody loves a wedding. You know, you go to the wedding, you watch uh, buddies or some friends or some loved ones get married and, you know, start build a life together, start building a life together. It's, weddings are fun and all, and they have the best after parties, you know, like the wedding reception is so great. It's so great. And uh, oh, it's, uh, you know, it's just craziness and debauchery. And, you know, if a wedding's coming up, you get to have a bachelor or a bachelorette party. Those are always fun. Ah, okay, yeah, everybody, that sounds like good times, doesn't it? So, if you would like the element of surprise to be at your wedding and do a live podcast of your wedding and your wedding reception or your bachelor or bachelorette party, contact me and we will make that happen. We will make that happen as a service for you. As I said in a previous episode, I'm trying to expand the EOS brand. I want our name to be synonymous with... Just like lunacy and crazy shit. So, you know what would be different? Have a podcast of your bachelorette party. Have a podcast of your wedding reception. Have a podcast of your wedding ceremony. I could sit up there and just repeat what the priest is saying as he says it. I'd be like, oh, okay. Oh, the priest just said kiss the bride. Oh, the bride doesn't look pleased. Oh, the groom looks like he's the groom's sweating a little bit. He looks like he's hungover from the night before. And, you know, whatever. It it could be a thing. We'll have fun with it. Um, Okay, I got some more Vandegrift tales for you. As, uh, as many of you know, I spent many years of my life uh, recently, up until recently, living in the town of Vandegrift, Pennsylvania. And uh, what's the best thing to do in Vandegrift, Pennsylvania? Pack the fuck up and get the fuck out of there. That's what. But uh, you know what? If you, if you are stuck there, you do get to tell there are, You do come away with some stories. And uh, one of the stories I'm going to tell you right now is about a neighbor of mine that I, refer, that I affectionately refer to as Mr. Ben. Mr. Ben was an African-American fella. Uh, he had, like, the Hulk Hogan mustache. He had, like, a fro, but he was also kind of balding on top, so it was like a fro, like, around the side of his head. Um, you know, he was a hard-working guy, and he'd accrued a lot of money, and he had b- bought most of the houses on that street. So, basically, he just turned the whole street into, like, a block, like a 1970s block party street, and it was fucking awesome. So, me and my fiancé, this is before we had a child, we'd go over there, and Mr. Ben would see us come and be like, Chad, Ashley, how y'all doing? We're like, oh, we're good, Mr. Ben, how are you? He's like, just chilling, 
chilling like a villain. Who all wants a baby beer? And he'd make these little shots that he called baby beers because they looked like little baby beers. And they were incredibly high alcohol content in them. They had a very incredibly high alcohol content. And he would just hand out baby beers to people on the street. It was BYOB, but if you didn't, you know, Mr. Ben, you drank for free. You drank off him, and he didn't care so long as you didn't take advantage of it. You know, if you replenished, later replenished what you drank from him, he called it even. So he would have these block parties. And uh, I remember one night, I go over. We're, we're over there. We're partying with Mr. Ben on the street, uh, down on 8th Street, hanging out on, on the... They called it the wall, hanging out on the wall. And, um, you know, I had had more than a few baby beers. And, uh, you know, I had lost track of how many actual beers I had had at that point. But um, the point is that Mr. Ben goes, Chadwick, come with me inside my house. And you know what? Whenever you've had that much to drink... What sounds like a suspicious thing that you should probably say mm, no to. I went okay, all right. Sounds like a plan. And he's like, all right, come. With he's like, you stay, you stay here. I gotta go get something out of the basement. Again, this sounded perfectly reasonable to my drunken mind. This didn't sound like anything I should be afraid of. This sounded like a perfectly reasonable thing to do. And he comes upstairs with just a like a bottle of clear liquid. And I'm like, what is this? He's like, this is shine tonight. We drink and shine. You're a good man. I like you. I, he's like, I like you. I like your fiance. So tonight, me and you, we were going to drink some shine and tell old war stories. First off, I've never been in any form of the military or combat whatsoever. So I'm assuming that what he meant by war stories were just like, you know, stories from our lives. Because uh, those are the stories I ended up telling him many of which I don't remember and could possibly have been made up. I was that drunk. Also, if he did actually mean war stories, I don't remember him telling me anything military-based. Then again, we were drinking shine. I don't remember too much. I remember, I do remember waking up the next morning or the next afternoon at like 2.30 in the afternoon, turning to my fiance in our bed and being like, how the fuck did I get in bed? She said she didn't remember. Maybe Jamie j- took us home. Jamie was a Mr. Ben's son, who was a nice guy, who lived across the street from us, so he probably brought us home and made sure we got in okay. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. So, you know, that's one of the stories of Mr. Ben and being on the wall. And, you know, even though I've given up booze and now have, like, a whole different, like, outlook on life and stuff like that, those were the parties that were wor- – those were the good parties. Those were the good ones. Like, you know, there were many, many nights that I spent partying and drinking and just getting wasted that – you know, I regret, and I look back on now, and I'm just like, what the fuck was I doing with my life? But the, any any party any party at the wall was a party worth going to. So, you know, hopefully I'll come up with, I'll remember some more wall stories as the days go on, and uh, I could lay down some more stories about Mr. Ben and the wall. Um, also in Vandegrift, drinking, doing, uh, drinking copious amounts of alcohol and killing brain cells, um, I came up with a game. I came up with a game. How many of you out there within the sound of my voice right now know what strip poker is? A lot of you. Right. Have you ever played strip darts? No? Well, I'm going to give you this one for free. Play strip darts next time that you're around. Make sure that it's you and a girl, though, because it's not worth it if you just got other guy buddies around. But, you know, when again, when you're drinking copious amounts of alcohol, you just come up with anything. But um, strip darts goes as follows. It's pretty simple. So... You get however many players that you need. You know, hopefully it's a even ratio of men to women. You line up man, girl, boy, girl, boy, girl, boy, girl, and you take turns throwing. The person, the last person in line, the person who just threw, tells the person who is throwing what numbers they have to aim for. 
and it doesn't matter whether you get the uh, the, the the triples or the doubles or anything, but you just pick three numbers. You got three darts, you get three numbers. So, you know, pick 10, 12, 5, and you throw your darts. If you hit anything in those numbers, they lose an article of clothing. If you miss anything in those numbers, you lose an article of clothing. If you are throwing and you hit a bullseye, everybody else loses an article of clothing. The rules are pretty fucking straightforward. It's pretty simple. Strip darts. It's But I tell you what, I played strip darts so many times and had a hell of a time every time. I turned out I was pretty fucking good at darts. As it also turned out, I really, 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 really needed to know more women because there was like four guys playing strip darts with me and my fiance. So it was me and her and she's the only girl there. And I, and in retrospect, now that I'm not drinking and I'm sober, I know why they were all there. I know why they were all there. It's because they wanted to see her, you know, strip. But in retrospect, you know, just make sure the ratio is even. Other than that, enjoy strip darts. It's a fun game. Um, there's also the story I call, sure, I'll climb this ladder, which um, at the time, I had, in a previous episode, I told you about uh, a story when we were living underneath a good friend of, uh, in the apartment directly below a good friend of my my fiance's. It was, it's her uncle, it was her, my fiance's uncle. We were living in the apartment directly below them. Well, one night, we're all drinking. They're down there with us, and we're all drinking. And uh, um, the, uh, the Gregster, I'm just going to fucking say his name. I don't care. I don't think he'd care either. No, but the, the, the Gregster, he, um, he, he, he's like, oh, hey, man, Chad, blah, 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 blah. When I was uh, your age drinking like this, I used to do crazy shit. Like, I'd climb up this ladder and jump off the roof. What do I do? Sure, I'll climb this ladder. Um, what happened next can only happen so fast that I can only give you the minor pieces I remember. I remember being too drunk to climb a ladder. I remember getting up on a roof making it eventually. I don't know how long it took, but I made it up to the roof. I said, Greg, I can see inside your window from here. He said, yeah, man, you're on my roof. I remember stumbling, and then I remember hitting the grass. That's how that story goes. Keeping in mind that this was at least a 12-foot drop, so how I walked away from that completely unscathed, aside from a few bumps and bruises, is beyond me. I should have broken something. I should have been dead, but it didn't happen. Um, so... That's the, uh, that's the sure I'll climb this ladder story. Where was I going with that one? It's a story with no ending. It's just I climbed a ladder, I was drunk, I fell off the ladder. But uh, getting into the Gregor stories, this is the uh, pinnacle of this one, guys, of the Vandergriff Tales. I'm going to tell you the story about the night. The night I like to call the night of the rock and roll speaker belt. And as I said before, Greg is a ja- Gregor is a dra- jack of all trades. He builds his own guitars from scratch. They are honestly better than most like professional built guitars and he builds these fuckers from scratch he spends like years at a time on them unbeknownst to me he also plays very well so we're outside again drinking you know shit-faced and i hear greg playing his guitar from upstairs up through the open window it was summertime up through the window i'm like greg i yell upstairs up through the window i'm like hey greg you playing the guitar he's like yeah man playing the guitar how about it i'm like yeah how, how about it he's like you want me to come play outside i'm like yeah get your ass down here play outside i'm expecting him to bring like his portable amp downstairs with him and plug it in on the porch the man comes downstairs, and I hear the guitar playing as he's coming down the stairs. I'm like, holy shit, is he, did he plug that into, like, an extension cord? No shit. The guy has got a mini amp on his belt with the guitar plugged into it that he can just... T- 
take around with him and play his guitar anywhere, which A, I thought was the coolest fucking thing in the world at that time, and B, made me realize something about Gregor is that sometimes when he gets drunk, he just wants to play the guitar no matter where he is, and so he'll plug the speaker on and just waltz around fucking town blaring out jams, just rocking out some fucking tunage. So... That's uh, the story of the speaker belt, but uh, it was it, at the time it was pretty fucking awesome. But you know, it's when you look back on things, it really makes you think. Like, wait, this, is this a necessity that this guy needs? And the answer to that is yes, it is. If you know Greg at all, then it's a it's a necessity. Don't take it away from him; he'll fight you. Um, all right, moving on. Uh, as I said at the top of the episode, um, a coworker of mine. We have a small fish tank in my office, and uh, my new my office is my new job, and. Uh, we were, you know, it was getting kind of dirty, so a co-worker of mine decided to clean it, and, you know, which was very nice of her. But uh, what she didn't factor in is that whenever you put the fish back in, you cannot put freezing cold water in there because it will shock them to death. She puts two five-gallon buckets of freezing cold water in the tank and then dumps the fishes in and then goes, okay, day's over, bye-bye. So we come in the next day and all the fish are dead. So she killed the fish. Short story, but directly to the point, I just thought it was laughable. Um, All right. Time for uh, what we've been waiting for. Time for what I've been waiting for tonight. We're going to talk about man stuff. We're going to talk about being men and being manly and what it means to, to be a man. And I'm not talking like an adult male. I'm talking like a real man's man, like like uh, Steven Regal. He's a man, such a man. I'm going to actually put that song in, in here. I'm going to edit that song in right now. He's a man. Okay, good, I did that. Um, getting on with man stuff, you know, so I've, I've bullet-pointed a rather, a, a list of things that I think is what it takes to be a man. And I'm going to list these things off for you and then have minor discussions about certain parts of them for you now. So what does it take to be a man? Chadwick, Chad Suet, can you tell us what it takes to be a man? Yes, I will. I'll do that for you right now. Bullet point number one, construction. You got to do construction. I don't care what it is you construct, but you got to construct something to be a man. Number two, taking shits with the door open. Don't close that bathroom door. You're a man. Let everybody smell what you've been brewing. Let let them smell what you've been brewing. You don't go out there brewing stuff for people not to be smelling at. Yeah, taking shits with the door open. Number three, beef jerky. I, I love me some beef jerky, so I'm already on the man stuff. You know, it's it's smoked out meat. And I'm not talking like, you know, shithouse smoked river cod here. I'm talking fucking just, you know, dried out smoked meat with flavors, 
beef jerky. Yeah, man stuff. Muscles. Got a guy with muscles. If you don't got muscles, then you're just skin and bones. You're just skin and bones. I don't see how you're doing nothing. You're probably lumpy. You're probably all lumpy and hard and soft and squishy at points. Get some muscles. Be a man. Mmm, man stuff. Penises. Can't be a man without a penis. That's like a genetic fact I read somewhere. I think it was on WebMD whenever I was looking up, uh, whenever I stumbled upon uh, how to wreck your liver. But, um, you know, penises. Be a man. And don't worry whose penis is bigger or thicker or juicier or meatier than yours. That's not relevant. That's not wor- Let's not worry about that because penises are what make men men. Because there's, you know, it's like gender. It's like a gender thing. Dinosaurs. Fuck yeah! I'll come riding into your house on a velociraptor screaming at the top of my lungs. Because I'm a man. I ain't seen no child ride a velociraptor. Uh-uh, couldn't do it. Raptor would kill that kid. He wouldn't come at him from the front, but from the sides. Because that's Jurassic Park is what that was. That was a quote from Jurassic Park. <laughs> <laughs> All right, body hair. Yeah, gotta have hair on your body to be a man. Be a man. Hey, you freak! That guy that can't grow hair on your body. I know that gender-wise you are male, and yeah, you've got muscles and you've been in construction and eat beef jerky and have penises. But guess what? You can't grow no hair on your body. Your body is unable to grow hair follicles. Not a man. You gotta have body hair. Anywhere, anywhere. You could have it on your neck. You could have a patch of body hair just above your butt. Me, I've got like body hair bird's nest right in my ass crack. You could have body hair on your kneecap. I like to have a little bit of body hair right under the tuft of my belly button. And what I'll do is I'll take a little bit of mustache wax and I'll mustache that up into like little spikes. Oh man, it drives absolutely nobody wild. (laughs) It actually grosses them out and makes them think I'm some sort of freak. Yeah, body hair, man stuff. Um, ooh, ejaculating in large amounts, like liters of gallons. If you can't, if every time you get off, you don't paint the wall, then you have not lived up to your man potential. You need to learn how to paint the wall. How do I do that? Well, I'll tell you what, last time, last time I painted the wall, it involved the following things. A little bit of lubricant, a pocket pussy, and I'll admit, a nice clean wall. I spent a day stripping paint off a wall because I knew I wanted to paint that wall white. And I put the lube on the pocket pussy and I sat there and I fucked its plastic brains out. Oh no, when I was getting ready to go, when I was getting ready to go, I could feel it, I could feel it. I ripped that thing off and just aimed at the wall, just thrust my hips out and I painted that wall. And you know what? My fiance say it adds a really nice feng shui to our bedroom. She wished I wouldn't have got any on the sheets though because that made them like sticky. What else is uh, man stuff? Let's get to some other man stuff. Ooh, grilled meats. Grilled meats. Well, y- y'all know how I feel about grilled meats. Y'all know how I feel about grilling out some good old meats. I grill out some burgers, some sausages, some hot dogs. I will grill you a baked potato. I will grill you a live raccoon. I will grill you your grandmother's hip. I will grill you an old boot because I like grilling because that's man stuff. Charcoal grill. None of this. None of this canned fucking gas shit. Get yourself charcoal and fire and flame and do it like a man. Grill you up some meats. Barbecue up some meats. And that leads into the next thing, barbecue sauce. If you're grilling, you ain't just grilling. You gotta be barbecuing. 
barbecue sauce. Just lather it on everything. I don't care. Lather it on the potatoes. Lather it on the grilled corn. Lather it on grandma's hip in that boot. Barbecue sauce. Grill it up. Man stuff. Dirt bikes. Man stuff. You got to ride a dirt bike. Get around a dirt bike. And I'm not talking like a Huffy 8. Get yourself a fucking Yamaha and crash that bitch into a tree. Who cares if you didn't do it right? You did it. Man stuff. Chicks dig scars and any wreck you can walk away from is a manly wreck. Leads me into my other thing. Man stuff. You have to walk away from large explosions in slow motion. Now, I'm not sure if the explosions will be in slow motion, but you have to be in slow motion when you're walking away from the explosion, or else you're not a man. If you watch any action movie in history, any action movie, when the main character, when the manly character is walking away from an explosion, it's in slow motion. Everybody else is diving out of the way or being killed by the explosion, but not the man. He's walking away from the explosion, being manly. He's doing man stuff. He's these manly men who do manly st- man stuff together like men. That's what they're doing. I think that's going to be the title of this episode manly men who do manly man stuff together like men um uh okay other man stuff you want to be a real man you want to be a manly man you need a tool shed get in your tool shed get your tools in your tool shed be a man what else should be in your tool shed a shovel and some rope you need a tool shed shovel and rope starts sounding like more and more like you're less of a man and more like a serial murderer but uh you know what just because you just because you have all that stuff doesn't mean you're out there killing people. It just means you're a man. Belly buttons. Oh yeah, I got me a belly button. I'm a man. I have a little tuft of hair underneath my belly button. Ooh, belly buttons are what make a man such a man. Cage match. No real man's just gonna have a fight. Put your ass in a cage. Surround yourself by by metal and broken glass and you know just have a fucking fire fire and metal and metal and broken glass and fight fight just anybody just fight like your priest or fight your next door neighbor fight your children fight your grandparents fight your best friend fight your worst enemy fight your wife fight your fight your truck man versus man versus car uh, ultimately ultimate match to the death but do it like a man cage match style back sweat you need to have a sweaty back to be a man now ladies I know some of you work hard, and you get a little bit of sweat on your back. But to a man, that's just like that's just like perfume. That just that just gets us going. Man back sweat is supposed to smell like a dead rat's asshole that has been laying in like a swamp sewer for like a month. When you come home and your back smells like a dead rat's asshole, swamp asshole, then you know you've got man back sweat. What else makes a man? Well, a firm handshake. Firm handshake. If you meet somebody and you give them like limp-wristed, Liberace-style handshake, well, come on, you know, shake hands like a man. I don't care if you're straight or gay. That doesn't matter. That's not relevant here. You can be gay, but shake hands like a man. Give a firm handshake. Shake hands like a man. Shake hands like you mean it. And don't let go until, don't be the first person to let go of that handshake ever. You want the person whose hand you're shaking to be the first person to let go. And I'm not saying crush their hand. Don't overdo it. Don't be a douchebag. But just give them a nice firm handshake and don't let go until they do. They have to let go first. A real man doesn't let go first. The problem is if you ever run into another real man, then you just sit there in like a hand lock until eventually somebody else breaks you up or you're stuck together forever. I actually seen that I know the world record uh, from the World Records episode for the longest uh, firm handshake was uh, like 66 hours. 
because neither neither guy wanted to give it up. That's an actual that's an actual actual fact. You can look that up at the Guinness World Records. Um, I think it was around it was 50, 56 or sixty six hours. Anyway, <clears throat> sports. Gotta like sports. What's your favorite sport? You like football or football? Which one do you like, football or football? Me, I like hockey. I'm a hockey guy. I'm a hockey guy. I'm a big fan of our hometown back-to-back, dual back-to-back. This is the second time they've been back-to-back Stanley Cup champion Pittsburgh Penguins. Um, I don't want to... I don't want to go and jinx them, of course, so I'm going to knock on wood right here. But I think that we could actually three-peat, and uh, I'd like to be the first team in NHL NHL history to three-peat. So, you know, sports, sports, man stuff. Get out there. Do some sports. Put your men. Be men in sports. Uh, what else makes men? Pubic hair. Got to have some pubes. Get your pubes. I don't care how old you are, man. Have you some pubes. You could be a 90-year-old man with gray pubes, but if you got your pubes out for the world to see, you're a man. Your man, take your take your pubes out for the world to see. Show everyone your pubes. See a nice girl walking down the street? Show her your pubes. You want to go pick kids up from school? You think the teacher? You, you want to assert yourself to the teacher? Show show the teacher your pubes. Hey there, teacher. Hey there, kindergarten teacher. Oh, hello, sir. Are you here to pick up your child? I am. You must be so and so's parent. I am. I'm their father. And then pubes, and that will that will assert your dominance over their over their teacher. Show them where they fucking what their role in life is. Show them where they are. They chose to be a teacher. Remember, there's an old saying: those who cannot do teach. Remember that. That's an old saying. Of course, you know that doesn't go for all teachers. I'm just talking about like you know teachers that you need to assert dominance over whatever um what else dirty pants are your pants clean take them off rub them in dirt go rub them up get wipe your ass with them go rub them in the outside in the dirt wash, wash a window with them put them back on yeah man pants dirty pants gotta have some dirty pants gotta get your pants all dirty what else makes you uh, a man well wood cutting you go out there back out to your tool shed with your rope and your shovel what else is in there you should have a hatchet an axe. Go get a piece of wood. Chop that wood. Take your hatchet. Chop the wood. Man stuff. What else are we going to do to be men? Well, we got we got to have rough, dirty skin. We got to have rough, dirty skin. You know, if your skin feels like a baby's bottom, then you must be a baby or a woman because you're clearly not a man. If your skin feels like sandpaper covered in hot gravel, then you're man. That's what your skin's supposed to be like. Let me uh, let me break it down for you. Ba- children and babies, their skin's supposed to feel soft because they they're they're young. Women, they're supposed to feel soft because they're women. Men, here's what your here's what your skin's supposed to feel like. I want you to take your hand. I want you to rub it against your skin. Rub it against like you know your belly or your thigh or your face or wherever you wherever you got enough skin that you can feel the skin. Okay, did it feel like? Did it feel like hot broken glass and cigarette ashes being dragged across hot coals by sand, on, on sandpaper? If it did, you're doing it right. You got man skin. All right. What else? Swords and guns. Swords and guns. Man stuff. Got to have some weaponry. What's good weaponry? Swords. Swords. And, I'm, I'm a sword guy myself. I don't do guns, but I respect them. Swords and guns. What else is man stuff? Unexplained blood stains on your clothes. That's man stuff. A man doesn't need to explain why he's covered in blood. Just know, just knowing that he is is what makes him a man. If you ask a man, "Where'd you? Why are you covered in blood?" and their response is anything but, doesn't matter. Then guess what? That ain't no man. That ain't no man by my book. 
Not in, not in the book of Chadwick J. Suet. Another thing that makes you a man? Having a beard or a mustache. Enough of this clean-shaven stuff. Enough of that. I want everybody, and I'm putting the word out now. I'm putting the challenge out to all you men out there, all you other men. If you can grow a beard, grow a beard. We're in November, so it's National Mustache Month anyway. So grow a beard, grow a mustache, and you know what? Keep growing it. Grow it until either your job... No, that's it. That's the only reason. Grow it until your job, you're in risk of losing your job. Grow it until they say you have to shave that or you are fired. And just see where it goes. Man stuff. Manly stuff. What else makes you a man? The ability to lift heavy things. Gotta be able to lift. How much you lift, bro? Bro, do you lift? Nah, fuck you, bro. I don't lift at no gym. I ain't there to show off. I ain't trying to show off. But I'll lift this truck right over my head. I bet I could toss this truck over that mountain, too. Man stuff. Testosterone. What else is man stuff? Um, hats. Every true man has got himself a good hat. Wear a hat. Be a man. Fast cars. That's some man stuff. Kevin Costner movies. Hell yeah, man stuff. Flannel shirts, man stuff. Very clean white v-neck undershirts. That's man stuff. Now, remember what I said about the dirtiness of your pants? Your shirt has got to be equally and oppositely as clean as your pants are dirty. And it's got to be a white v-neck t-shirt. That's man stuff. Now, don't get me wrong. You can gussy up a little bit over it. That's what the flannel shirts are for. But underneath, you have a very clean white v-neck undershirt. Have that. Alright, what else makes you a man? Pet wolf. You gotta have a pet wolf. Now, me, I got a pet wolf. I named it Doe. You know what it did? It broke its chains. It took a bite at me and it ran away because it's a wolf and that's man stuff. I went all fucking Liam Neeson on it. Me and it had a fist fight. It came home for a day to apologize and then it waltzed off again. I said, get your wolf ass out of here. Man stuff. Now, because of that, I got a cat, a chinchilla, a guinea pig, and a rabbit. And you know what? That's manly too. I'm manly enough to say that I like having a bunny rabbit and a chinchilla and a little guinea pig in my house because I had a pet wolf. And I fucked its day up. Mm. Now, that there was man stuff. Alright, I'm feeling manly. I'm feeling pumped. I think I'm going to go ejaculate a gallon of uh, ejaculate all over over, uh, the back of my truck. And then I'm going to lift it up over my head and toss it through a window while while I ride a wolf through a fucking rainbow door of unexplained futures. And there will be explosions in slow motion. Alrighty, alright, I think that's where we're going to cut it off, because I'm feeling manly. So, before I let you go, thanks for listening. Uh, news and updates, don't forget the Star Wars Last Jedi uh, celebration event, December 2nd. If you want to come, let me know. Um, you're more than welcome, the more the merrier. It's all. It's a It's a whole podcast all about how great Star Wars is, and wait, waiting in anticipation of Episode 8, The Last Jedi. Um... Probably planning a uh, live New Year's Eve show to ring in the new year. Uh, you know, just bring it in. It could just kind of be like, uh, kind of like, a, you know, what are we going to do for the new year kind of deal. Sit back, watch, you know, talk. Uh, talk about our, 
you know, 2018 and uh, or 17 and get ready to bring in, or yeah, talk about 2017 and get ready to bring in 2018. Jesus, what fucking year is this? Um, <laughs> then uh, don't forget, we got the February or March, we got the uh, Element of Surprise Rap Battle Contest. And then uh, the WrestleMania, the Element of Surprise, Element of Surprise WrestleMania part, uh, Party Podcast is on April eighth, twenty eighteen, night of WrestleMania thirty four. So that's that. If you're interested in being a part of any of that, get in touch with me through the Facebook page or email me at element twenty seventeen com. Uh, join the Element of Surprise group. Check us out on Podomatic at EOS. Uh, mentally eos mentally irregular and uh, if you like what you hear here heard here if you like what you've heard here Jesus Christ sentences man that, that's you know I don't need to worry about no sentences that's not man stuff grammar is not man stuff I'm just gonna go sweat out my armpits and play with pubic hair now man stuff all right if you like what you heard here then also check out a fireside chat with Mr Ryan McCormick. Uh, check out High Five with Ryan McCormick and Tiffany Moore. Check out More Than You Can Chew with Tiffany Moore. Check out McSauce, co- the comic book podcast with Ian, Paul, and Matt. Check out Case in Point with Justin Case. Thank you, everybody. Be a man. Get out there. Be manly. Have yourselves a manly night. Chadwick Suet out. Mm-hmm.